Lantern Podcast episode 36, Working Through Rough Patches with Susanna Bleasby. In this episode, we're going to talk about what a creative block is. It's really important for me to feel connected to what I put out into the world, and I just completely lost that connection. What it means for your creative practice. Because you can't create something beautiful from an ugly place in your mind. And explore different ways to work through this when it happens, because it does. Welcome to Lantern, the podcast where we shine a light on making it as a maker. I'm your host, Julianne Steedman, professional artist, mentor, and champion for makers. The Lantern Podcast explores what it takes to be a maker, someone who creates beauty with their hands. We delve into how to create in a way that is sustainable and authentic, and dig deep into how to take your making and turn it into a successful creative business. Today, I'd also like to invite you to join me from the 1st to the 7th of February for an all-new mini-course that I have been working away on. It is called Your Handmade Biz 101, The Best Kept Secrets for Success with Your Handmade Business. There are four lessons. It's totally free. There are some really fun live Q&A sessions thrown in there, and it is going to be an awesome week. You can find the link to sign up in the show notes for this episode at lanternpodcast.com. Or you can sign up over on my website at heirloomisland.com forward slash handmadebiz101. That's heirloomisland.com forward slash handmadebiz101. Today on the podcast, I am absolutely thrilled to welcome Canadian painter and color aficionado Susanna Bleasby. Susanna is best known for her vibrant landscapes, her floral paintings, and her amazing abstract work. She is what I would call a prolific painter because she is always painting. I find it super inspiring how much work she produces. Susanna, can you share just a little bit, well not a little bit, share a lot with us about your work and your creative business. My work and my creative business. My work, Well, primarily I'll call myself a painter. That includes uh, illustration, um, but basically covered in paint most days of the week. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> uh, my business covers, um, so there's original art and also um, two years ago I introduced prints. So there's a print line mm-hmm. um, and that's mostly abstract landscapes. Um, sometimes I play with other subjects like flowers, for instance. Um, and then I do abstract work, which is originals and just as of January is also prints. Mm-hmm. And then I have all my illustrative work, which um, I licensed to a fabric company in the U.S., and there's a whole range of Susie B fabrics. So busy on all fronts. So the Susie B fabrics, this is like a children's line. It's a children's line, yes. yes. And it started because um, originally I was doing children's murals. And then someone saw my children, like all the cute bunnies and turtles, <laughs> children's work, and suggested fabric. It all just snowballed 11, 12 years ago now. And I've had um, that line of fabric ever since. So if you could describe your work in just a few words or a few sentences, what would you say about your work? My work over, well, there's such the kids stuff and what I do day to day in my own studio are so different. Mm-hmm. So we'll just focus on the the original artwork. Um, it's colorful. Mm-hmm. It's joyful. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always um, a, a quieter sense of um, peace and there's a lot of movement, 
but they're not, I try to tone down the saturation of the color and the wildness of the brush strokes, just so there's a calmness, um, but a real sense of peace. Your use of color is absolutely like out of this world, even, even like from your abstract pieces, your landscapes, florals, and right into your children's work. To me, that's the thing that really shines through it all is that like, there is this really like joyful feeling with the colors that you choose. That's just like magnificent. Oh, thank you very much. Well, I do spend most days uh, lost in color and a little obsessed by color and (laughs) color is what sets my heart on fire. So I've spent decades really exploring color and figuring out what works what I like what pleases my eye and I just hope it pleases other people too so but remember you're only seeing on Instagram you're only seeing what works there's a lot I try a lot of strange color palettes or combinations or you know a lot of things don't work before mm-hmm. I feel comfortable sharing it with the world totally part of the process right <laughs> totally part of the you process you have to like Absolutely. wreck paper and wreck canvases and make <laughs> ugly art to make the really good stuff <laughs> There's a lot of that that happens in my world, for sure. So could you tell us about a typical day in your studio? There's no such thing. As a typical day. <laughs> That's a great answer. I don't follow <laughs> schedules. I don't follow a clock. I don't wear a watch. I don't. I mean, I, I go where the wind blows me. Um, but most of the time, I... I will have some sort of to-do list or like general idea of what I need to do that day or what I need to accomplish by a certain deadline. Uh Um, I don't tend to be the kind of artist where I just go with a whim. I usually have some kind of plan of what I want to accomplish in a day. Um, I walk to the studio or sometimes I ride, but mostly I walk. Uh, It's about a 25 minute walk to the studio. Sometimes my dog Poppy comes with me. It's pretty far for her little legs. Um, And we just hang out, or me, we just hang out at the studio, um, headphones on, tunes, podcasts, and just muck about with the paint and just get stuff done. But I do tend to lose track of time, so I'm usually there. I'm usually there by 9.30 or 10 in the morning, and I often stay until 6 at night. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty long day. It's a fun day, but it's I, I usually have pretty long days at the studio. That, that feel good because you get lost in the color. Oh, completely. <laughs> equally, when I have those days when nothing's happening, I am quite happy to close the door behind me and go for a walk or come home. And there's always something to do. So if the painting isn't happening for whatever reason, if I'm frustrated, yeah, um, there's always something else to do. So at least I can feel I'm making progress on another front. Um, but there's always something to do. there's always something to do. I'm a one person show. Mm-hmm. So if it needs to be done, I need to be doing it. So this is pure curiosity on my part. Yeah. Um and, and this might just be from like seeing you make on Instagram. Um, it seems like you produce a lot of work. And so I was curious if you have like a ballpark of how many pieces you create each year. Oh, that's such a funny question. <laughs> Uh, my sister manages a lot of my, um, art business and she's very data driven. And so she would be able to tell you that at the click of a button, she she would have that all like spreadsheeted and whatever. I can just generally guesstimate Mm -hmm. that easily to, and it also depends on the size of the painting and whether it's a big original or a small illustration, but I don't know, 200, 250, 300. Yeah. I mean, I, I paint pretty much every single day of the year. Yeah. So, but whether that results in a finished painting or not, I don't mm-hmm. know, but 
yeah, paint, finished original work to sell. Oh, a couple hundred. Yeah. I mean, I just I just finished a collection and it's 36 pieces. So and that's just the start of the year. And then I've, I've done other work on top of that already. So I would say uh, a couple hundred. Yeah. Plus for all for like everyone that you do. Or like every ten you do, there's got to be something. Oh yeah, that yeah. doesn't count. That yeah, doesn't exactly. Count you said pile. That. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had a huge studio clear out in January. I painted for a month and then decided at the end of January that I didn't like anything, and it all went out to the bin. Mm-hmm. So that those wouldn't count yeah. in the grand total. <laughs> yeah, you're talking yeah. about the finished ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot. So- how yeah. did you handle working during the last couple of years during the pandemic? Like, did it change much of your daily routine? Uh, yes and no. No, in that I'm a pretty independent, solo, um, isolated kind of artist anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, squirreling myself away and just doing my own thing was kind of what I was doing before anyway. The difference was... Uh, whereas it seemed like everybody else in the world was trying to get used to working from home. Yeah. I had actually just moved into a new studio. So I was trying to get used to this new routine of working at a further away studio. Oh my gosh. That's uh, funny. So, um, apart from that change of routine for me, uh, no, it was pretty much the same. And I have to say, I was so grateful to have a really creative pursuit to get um, absorbed in mm. and just sort of tune out all the fear and the news media and just kind of get lost in my own thing. I was so grateful to have that outlet. And I really wondered about people that weren't able to sort of process uh, how they were feeling in any kind of creative way over the last couple of years, because it has been my complete saving grace yeah. to have this place that I can go and close the door and turn off the news and just sort of tune into my heart and something I love to do. And it's just been such a blessing. Mm-hmm. So I, I hear this is through Instagram again, because like, you know, that's how we, we chat with each other. Um, sure. and I saw a while back that you went through a bit of like a creative rough patch. And I was wondering if you could share with us a bit about what that was like. Yes, the inevitable creative wall. Mm -hmm. I hit it really hard (laughs) back in November. And I mean, it was bound to happen. It was the last two years of just all just everything, just the state of the world and the stress of the pandemic and the uncertainty about work. And just the pace at that at which I was working for the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, As I said, I'm, I'm a little bit of a workaholic. I know nothing about work-life balance. Like all I do is work and paint, which I choose to do. I love to do it. But there comes a point where even an engine needs a little bit of a <laughs> re- rebuild or I yeah. don't know what that analogy was. But um, I just hit a wall in November and just had a really, really difficult time crawling out from under that cloud. Yeah. And I, tr- I was trying to be... Um, fairly open about that mm-hmm. uh, throughout the winter. Um, I, I still had work that needed to be done, but I was just finding it really, really difficult to uh, produce work that I was really happy with. Admittedly, I have fairly high standards for myself, um, but it, it's really important for me to feel connected to what I put out into the world. And I just completely lost that connection back in November. And it was, it was really hard. Yeah. So did you did you come up with any sort of or do you already have strategies that you use to work through a block like that? Uh, yeah, 
Unfortunately, I'm really familiar with the sort of ebbs and flows of create. And I mean, I suppose anyone who's done any kind of creative pursuit for a long time will understand there mm-hmm. are ups and downs and good days and not so good days. I mean, it happens. Um, so there are creative slow periods and what I call slumps mm-hmm. that happens. Um, but the sort of block, the real like come to a grinding halt standstill. Um, I've only once ever experienced something that was sort of so prolonged as this winter. Mm-hmm. I've only experienced that once before. Um, but the same kind of things to get to dig out of that um, as a, as a slow period apply. It's the same kind of um, things that helped me get through it. It just took a little bit, well, a lot more <laughs> work um, <laughs> this this winter for sure. So if you were giving advice to, say, someone who was fairly new in their artist career and they, they had come up against this, what would you what advice would you give someone else? First and foremost, just to know that it will happen. Hmm. Everybody faces everybody and do anything. It doesn't even have to be creative. I should think accountants have days where the numbers are floating in the air. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it happens to everybody. And inevitably, um, particularly when you're doing something that's so personal um, and that, you know, you protect like a little delicate flower um, in your heart, you're going to come across times you're going to hit a wall you're going to go through slow I mean it's going to happen so just know that it's completely normal and even someone like me who's been established for over 20 years Mm -hmm. it still happens to me and it can happen big time and it's scary Um, and all that sort of thinking the negative thinking kind of starts taking hold right like Mm -hmm. oh I'm not good enough I'll never be able to create anything worthy ever again I'm tapped out um And then I'm sure everyone does it, especially with Instagram. You start looking at what other people are doing and you're comparing yourself. I mean, it is a complete mind game. um, But that kind of mindset and that thinking can really snowball. So it's important to pay attention to how you're talking to yourself Mm -hmm. and how you're thinking about your own work. Um, And every time those negative thoughts come in to really challenge it and just know that that's just a thought and to take a deep breath and like get, you know, get back to trying to be positive about your work mm-hmm. um, because you can't create something beautiful from an ugly place in your mind. It's very true. <laughs> that's, that's a really flowery thing to say, but that's. Um, <laughs> it's true. So it's so true. It's all in your, it's all in your mind. So you're there, you're, you know, at this block. Do you keep trying to paint or do you go and do other things? It's probably um, different for different people. But again, because I'm such a worker, I'm a real workhorse. Mm -hmm. um, I had, and well, I also had commitments. I have, I'm under contract to produce a certain amount of illustrations every year. I have clients, especially at Christmas that were waiting for commission. So I still had work that had to be done. and I, I'm someone that doesn't believe um, inspiration just magically happens. Okay. I think the best in- inspiration comes through the process of the work itself. Um, and again, I just didn't, I think I mentioned that I had I faced a block once before. And it was when I moved into a new studio, um, the attic floor, of the third floor of my house mm-hmm. is a home studio. And I was so, I became 
so I was so blocked that there was a point where I was kind of frightened to go up to the studio. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't go up for like three weeks, which was completely unusual for me. And so I need to face the fear of whatever fear it is that's inside the block. Mm-hmm. I need to just face it and not let it get too big and scary. Um, there's some saying about um, the way to get rid of, you have to shine light on the shadow to get rid of the shadow. I don't know what it is, Yeah, but it's, it's, you have to, you have to face what it is, whatever it is that you're afraid of. Um, Cause there's fear in that block. There's fear of, of failure. There's fear of making something ugly. There's fear of whatever that fear is. You have to face it in order to blast through it in order to, ma- to get control back of where you're at with your creative creativity. Um, so the first thing, there are a couple of sort of bullet point things. The first is to know what's going to happen and just to ex- exhale. Give yourself a little bit of grace, some breathing room, let yourself sleep in, take a day off, have a bubble bath, uh, whatever it is you need just to give yourself a break for a moment. And I think it's really important for me and I would guess for most creative people, it's really important to get quiet. Hmm. Quiet in your mind, quiet in your heart, to be still. And it, um, it doesn't have to be a formal meditation practice, a nature hike, a bike ride, a quiet walk without headphones on, just to get quiet and let the noise of the world just to settle, to fade away. And you'll settle into your heart and what you want to say in a creative way in an authentic sort of heartfelt way will start to come through in little ways Um, but the quieter you are in your mind the more likely you'll be able to tune in to what it is that you want to say creatively does that make sense that totally makes sense i was just about to i would say like wow (laughs) yes it's real it's really important to get quiet in whatever way works for someone to get quiet um i would say just to get quiet just to slow down and get quiet but also not to become stagnant in that state like like i said give yourself a couple days off great sleep in fabulous have a couple extra hot chocolates and a night out fabulous now get to work Mm -hmm. now explore like i said i think um the best inspiration comes through the work itself. So explore, explore the world. You're not going to find amazing ideas in a box. You need to get out. You need to look at trees, look at the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, well, now we're allowed to get out and go, <laughs> yeah. go to a gallery, go to a gallery, go to a movie, talk to people, like live, right? Yeah. Like get, get live, live, fill your life with stuff and things that fill you up whatever it is. Um, but you really have to tackle the work. And at some point, you're going to have to get back in the studio space, whatever it is, and look at that blank canvas or that blank piece of paper, or that mound of clay, mm-hmm. or whatever your medium is. And you're just going to have to start the fun part of the process, which is experimenting. Mm. And it's the fun part. It's also <laughs> the frustrating part, because yeah. inevitably, you're going to make ugly stuff and you're going to be throwing stuff out and you're going to wonder what on earth is this thing in front of me honestly julian i made i painted work the beginning of this year that i just what on earth am i doing who, <laughs> who painted this i didn't recognize myself in the work it was so awful 
it was so I I was I went through a week of painting flowers and it could have been done by um, a visually impaired 90 year old grandma like it was just <laughs> just complete dollar store bathroom art like I just <laughs> was appalled at myself um, but that's part of the process so I just ha- you know I've got a fairly decent sense of humor about myself mm-hmm. um you know I just have to laugh at the end of the day and throw it out and I I'm sure you've seen my pictures on Instagram of me throwing work oh out. yeah yeah and, and people are horrified yeah. <laughs> that I so easily throw work out but for me that's just part of the process it's like you know for every step forward there might as well be two giant steps backwards like well, it's just and you said process. earlier too that like you you finished a collection of what was it 32 pieces which was probably after you painted these terrible paintings right because you like had to get that out and then the good stuff came absolutely like those those th- i actually think the grand total it hasn't even, i haven't even finished yet and we're about to launch um so whatever it is it might have only just happened in the last six weeks but in reality i started those paintings way back in november mm. when i faced that blank canvas yeah right the it's it's a process for sure um and throughout throughout that experimenting process you really have to stay playful and stay curious and you have to have a really forgiving spirit um and not let yourself be too hard on whatever it is you're seeing in front of you whether it's a souffle that flopped or something that cracked in the kiln or the ugliest painting ever or (laughs) you spill water on a painting that you think is like it's all gonna happen but it's just part of it and part of it if if you're not loving what you're doing in the moment switch it up try a different medium Mm. um i mean i i I know that you've experimented with different mediums yeah and i do the same i do the same thing too if you're not into if you're an illustrator or painting painter and you're not feeling your brushes I don't know, bake a cake and try to set out to do some kind of elaborate icing. I don't really know. But you know what I'm saying? Like switch it up, experiment, play. Um, uh, I flip my canvas around often and look at, look at it upside down. Um, I buy different brushes. Oh, we have, we cannot forget the stage of the block where you go and you buy new supplies. (laughs) Yes, that'll fix everything. We've all done it. I know. (laughs) You buy, you buy new paint and Oh yeah, no. The the <laughs> I skipped over that. The part of the process, um, the pro what I call procrastinating painting. Yes, where you you clean the studio, you wash oh, your yeah. brushes, you buy new supplies. I painted my whole studio again. I mean, I swept the floor. <laughs> um, you organize like uh, that's definitely, but you know, it's all part of the moving forward process. But that's part of it. Mm. Um, but also, uh, uh, I really encourage people to be bold and daring, especially with color. Um, I find color really gets through creative juices flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just finished a painting that I'm completely in love with. That is a big, bright yellow abstract. And I can't say I love yellow, but for mm-hmm. whatever reason, I needed to just throw yellow paint at a canvas. And it completely lit my heart on fire mm-hmm. so sometimes sunshine. you just have to take deep breath and just go for it because what's the like really what's yeah. the worst that's going to happen you hate it fine you throw it out yeah who knows you, you at least learned that you hated that color or you hated the way the paint landed that way or that that brush size doesn't work for that size canvas I don't know but inevitably you're learning things through the experimenting process right mm-hmm. And learning is what this is all based on. The more you you got to put in the time and you learn 
and then every every the next day you're that much further ahead as a starting point very very true you have to just keep going yeah yeah so once you've finished making a mess and you've experimented along the way you're going to start seeing these little kernels of i don't know what you'd call them of like huh there's something not sure but maybe i kind of like something that's happening over there and that's those are the little breadcrumbs that you want to pay attention to and you kind of hold put that aside don't throw that one out mm-hmm. put it aside you might not like the like the whole thing but there's just something about something put it aside then keep it and so those, pay attention to those little moments of like huh kind of like that and then pull at that thread right like tug at that little something and follow that and then you'll start feeling more engaged with what's happening and there's like those little your heart will start beating a little faster and you'll just be that much more excited to get into the studio the next day and the snowball in the right direction will start building um and get up and close get up close with your art and like really feel it and think about it and exam like dig into your own heart and think is this what i want to say because the closer the more authentic you are with what that sort of internal feeling of expression is Mm -hmm. the more likely it is you're going to like what you see that's coming out oh this is really hard to try to put words to isn't (laughs) it no it's really you're doing an awesome job (laughs) Uh, i'm I'm trying but it's such an internal pro like an intuitive process for me it's Mm -hmm. actually hard to put words to um but i'm assuming and i'm hoping that creative people will kind of understand they'll be able to pull all the components of what i'm trying to say together into into knowing what i'm trying to say well your idea with the breadcrumbs there that totally it's like a little the little tiny pockets of hope that like, you know, even if you've made something that day, it might be terrible, but there might be one little thing that there sparks might be you something. off for the next day, you know? And, you know, it's interesting. That's reminding me. So on my walk, I pass by a organization that does um, art. I won't call it art therapy, but art sessions with um, developmentally uh, challenged adults. Mm-hmm. And they put the art in the window and I walk by and I'm, I just love that that's part of their program. But for the longest time, there was this one abstract in the corner of the window. I have no idea who did it or what their own challenges were. But it was this really interesting abstract that was kind of brown and beige. But this, there was a focal point of like this bright pink and a little bit of orange. It was actually a fabulous color combination. And I overall, not the kind of painting for me, Mm -hmm. but there was something about that color combination that every time I walked by, sadly, it's not there anymore. Every time I walked by, I would think, huh, I really like that kind of brown and beige and pink, Mm -hmm. you know, and you just kind of file that away. If that had been my painting, it would have been the kind of painting I'd put off in the corner of the studio. Probably wouldn't show anybody, but I'd be like, huh, there's something I like about that. And that's the kind of, yeah, the kind of brick in the yellow brick road that you then have to follow. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us what, 
like I'm sorry, you just like <laughs> totally. There's so many things there. That I, have, was, I know. <laughs> so I have good. this verbal. I should have warned you before we started. I I do tend to ramble. No, no, no. That was really really great. Have you great. read my emails? My emails are the longest run on sentences <laughs> ever. I mean, it's just a problem I have. It's like I just so I wrote I just wrote a blog post about this creative process. Mm-hmm. It's up on my shop site, and it's it's long. It's like two pages long. And my my sister is like, yeah, should we edit this a bit? I'm like, edit it. I could have written five more pages about this. There's so much to say about this. Um, so I'm trying to at least hit on the main points with you today. So yeah, I think any, that's any, wonderful. Keep keep me on track and keep asking questions. Um, no, so my next question was yeah. once you've pushed through, do you do anything afterwards to sort of like reflect on what's happened I guess you like you just said you wrote a blog post about it so that when it happens the next time you can recall how you worked through it you know you would think um I would if this happened again tomorrow Mm -hmm. the only thing I would know like right off the bat is I I have to say I do know that I will get through it and that is certainly um a good piece of like I like I really know that in every core of my being so there's no more well I shouldn't say this like knock every piece of wood around just there's no more like three o'clock in the morning panic thinking I'm gonna need to get a job at Walmart like I think I know at least by now that I will get through this and certainly having um yes I did take time to sit down and and write some thoughts down Mm -hmm. um because also I, I felt there were probably other people, I'm sure there are other people who may be listening right now mm-hmm. um, are in kind of a slump and they need to know um, that it happens and that they can get through it. And maybe some of um, these millions of rambly words I'm saying right now, maybe <laughs> it's going to help someone. Um, I, anyone can reach out to me at any time uh, through Instagram or however I'm reachable. Um to ask questions, I, I'm happy to share what I know and love encouraging people however I can, because I think we're all kind of in this creative vortex together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, actually, I, I have to say sitting down quietly and writing things in, and just organizing my thoughts and trying to pinpoint my feelings about all this and putting words to those feelings, which is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was really good for me. Um, it, it, it did kind of reassure me that there was learning along the way. Um, and just sort of knowing that I actually kind of do know what I'm talking about when it comes to <laughs> yeah. the, the, the process. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, heavens, I've been doing this long enough. I'd hoped I'd learn something by now. But this particularly was is something that I feel um, pretty strongly about um, just because it can be a pretty lonely. Well, just creativity is can be a lonely, particularly in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. isolated kind of thing to engage in. So knowing that you're not knowing that you're not alone. Um, and knowing that maybe I've learned things that I can share and that might help. It's really, it was really important for me to, to um, put that blog post up. Yeah. So Susanna, what, what have you got planned for the rest of the year? What lies ahead for you? Again, um, a planning, organizing kind of question. Um, (laughs) I do have some, I'm so terrible with that, like goal setting thing, but I do have some markers that I want to hit for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the collection, this collection um, that I've worked on for the last 
however many months, Mm -hmm. is launching next week, which is really exciting. Um, And I have to say that the yellow abstract has just kind of reignited my love for my abstract work. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just so joyful and fun and full of color. And that's really the feeling I have around spring. You know, when the sun comes out and you start seeing the flowers popping and the birds are chirping. I mean, it is impossible not to A, paint flowers, like watch your Instagram (laughs) feed suddenly start blooming with flowers. So there's probably going to be a flower or two, but I'm not really a floral painter because there's so many people that are brilliant it at it yourself included um so i'm kind of thinking there's going to be some really colorful abstracts mm-hmm. um to come which i'm really excited about because of that ridiculous yellow painting <laughs> that's um, wonderful i over the summer i know i have some illustrations that i'm committed to doing um some suzy b stuff so i will be sitting down and doing that at some point um there's obviously the calendar coming up. Well, not even coming up, but I have to start thinking about the calendar um, and making sure I have at least 12 really fabulous paintings for the calendar. There's always a fall collection of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Christmas. Ah, there's always something to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, You're like, it's busy. <laughs> so, yeah. And I honestly, I get a little overwhelmed if I start thinking too far in advance. Mm-hmm. So next up, once this collection is launched and out the door, I think it's going to be abstract and just like really playing with color. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. So I think one thing I just want to make sure Mm -hmm. has come through all this um, for people in terms of just creative process in general is to stay curious, um, just to not just get stuck down that. Just because you've always painted flags doesn't mean you always have to paint flags. Um, I think it's just stay curious, stay curious about your own medium, stay curious about your subject matter, stay curious about your own process and to try and experiment, stay playful, stay forgiving um, and just try to have some kind of sense of humor about yourself. Yeah. Like really, if you step back, I think it was Jerry Seinfeld that originally said that we are just little ants on a speck of dust hurling through space like really (laughs) you know just try to stay light and playful it's so important um in terms of staying connected with your your own artistic expression and how you feel about your work how you feel about life just have fun it's just fun we're all lucky to have a creative um pursuit Mm -hmm. if you're making it your your job like how lucky are we in the grand scheme of things? So just stay grateful and stay playful and stay positive and fun and just, just, oh, I'm just running out of words. <laughs> well, Susanna, thank you so much. At the, end of, at the end of the day, if you make it through any kind of slump, whatever, just, just pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Like you, you'll make it through. You've made it through. There will be another day. You will get up tomorrow. You'll do it all again and you'll have fun and it'll be fabulous. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us. That was wonderful. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could leave a review over on iTunes, share this episode on Instagram, or consider sharing the podcast with a friend. Thank you so much for listening.